Hello, everyone. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for this new year and new decade. It's crazy. Um, I know. It is absolutely wild. And, yeah, this is our first podcast recording of 2020. That's really exciting. It is. Um. So today we wanted to talk about boundaries, but we mm-hmm. were going to start with like our highs and lows of the week, mm-hmm. kind of focusing on that gratitude aspect for Love 2020 and what's it. changing for us. And then we will jump in to boundaries. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the power of boundaries. Okay. <laughs> so Kate, high and low. Go buddy. Okay. So high and low of the week. Um... Gosh, high was definitely this weekend. I had a really good weekend. Um, I had a really, really fun gig on Friday night at the Levee in Kansas City with the two bands that I'm a part of, and that was a lot of fun. I had a surprise visitor come hang out, which was made the weekend very special and a lot of fun, <laughs> um, which we can talk about that. In the future. Maybe. Maybe. And uh, the, uh, gosh, the low of the week, I guess, is also kind of a high. Um, I got my first CASA case today. Yeah. And so that is something I'm really, really excited to start doing, but it's kind of a catch-22 where... I really want to get started and do the work and be an advocate for this child. But at the same time, I wish we lived in a world where we didn't have to have CASA. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, I'm very excited, very grateful for the opportunity. Also disappointed that abuse and neglect is a thing. So yeah, yeah, that's my high and low. Go. Okay. Uh, Shoot. Let's see. I think my high even happened this week I know this year has already like I know (laughs) oh I know my high um oh my gosh there's three highs oh my god they all involve travel so oh yeah duh the first high is my friend Kirsten and I also roommate and I booked um flights to go to Scottsdale for our friend Victoria's bachelorette party where is that um, in Arizona. Oh my god. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. She, uh... So fun. She was gracious enough to ask us to go with her bridal party. We're not in it, but she wants us to come, hey, so... yeah. We're making a weekend out of it in April. Fun. Fun. And then Kyle and I booked our trip to go back to the tiny house that we love, um, Little House on the Quarry in... <laughs> In Rolla, Missouri. So we're doing that for our anniversary in April. So that'll be good. And then. So fun. Your pictures were so cute last time. I know. They were just. It was so nice because we didn't really have any cell service. Yeah. So it was nice. Um, And just got to like enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. And then the biggest high is we decided we finally picked a date for our. for our Europe trip together. Yeah. You and me. So. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I can't believe I like already forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> like happened yesterday. 
I was like, oh yeah. Literally decided we were going in March yesterday. So we have a whole year to plan and we decided we would pair that with our podcast dates as we do a podcast and yes. then we would get to reward ourselves by planning a little bit of our Europe trip. So mm-hmm. Caitlin's going to be starting school, so we picked it to be spring break. So we're going to be mm-hmm. those those people. <laughs> yes, 2021. Oh my gosh. So those were my highs. Yeah. Very good highs. Um, low, which I don't even really consider it a low. It wasn't that bad, but getting up after that ice storm that we oh had. Oh my gosh, yeah. What was it? Friday night? Yes. Yeah. And going to work mm-hmm. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. My car was a literal ice cube. Yeah. So it, I had to defrost it for like 20 minutes, scrape it literally four times. Oh my God. But I only slid one time. So we're yeah. pretty, we're Gucci there, but. Yeah. No, that's good. It was super dangerous. Yeah. It was like the little bit of snow that was on the road covered up the ice that was under it. Yeah. So that was not the greatest Saturday morning adventure, but. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. But it's sunny and beautiful today. I was going to say, it's Monday now, and it's, like, gone. Uh, yep. So. Yep. And then, oh yeah, so not even really a low. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, what's changing for you this week, love you girl? Oh, golly. So, I guess, yeah, definitely, like, the CASA thing is huge. Mm. That's probably what's changing for me the most is... Next week, I get to go in and meet with my supervisor, and we get to go over all the details of the case and um, talk about next steps and meeting the child and future court dates and all of that goodness. Um, So that's... I'm really anxious, Yeah, I think, to get going and kind of... I did my training in October. So it's been a while. It's been a while of just kind of sitting on my hands waiting. And yeah, I'm super, super anxious, I think is the right word. Yeah, I think so. To get started. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's just... Tomorrow starts a nine-day stretch of me working either for sane or inpatient. So hopefully just... I would love for there not to be any sane exams, but mm-hmm. yeah, that another catch twenty two job yeah gets me my training. So yeah, literally nothing probably is changing for me this week except for a whole lot of working and yeah, so probably lots of change. God, hopefully an oil change <laughs> in my future. Maybe that will be it. <laughs> I'm like so far over the oil change; it's not even funny. Oh no, Br would not be proud, but. <laughs> it needs to happen. It's on my schedule for Wednesday. If it happens, Good. great. If it doesn't, that's okay. It's got to happen, but yeah, you'll get it done. That may be the only change this week. Yeah, nice. But yeah, nice, so nice, nice. now that we've covered that, onto our the big B. Yes, the big B boundaries. Oh my goodness. So yeah, these my grandpa a couple months ago sent me. The magazine Psychology Today, which I now subscribe to. That's a really smart thing to do. Yeah. I mm-hmm. kind of want to do that. Yeah. Or I'll just mooch off you and take yours when you're done. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I have the next one. It's in my little basket over there. I don't remember what it's called. Um, but it's just, they always have amazing articles. I love it. And this one is called The Power of Boundaries, right? Yeah. Uh, the Power of Boundaries, Learning to Set Limits. Yeah. 
So we've been talking about boundaries for a while, and then I read this article, and so this is a quote from the article. Yeah, so it says, Sharing personal information brings people together and helps them like one another more. But in an age of self-disclosure, how do you know when you've gone too far or when someone else has ulterior motives? Mm-hmm. So that's Oof. kind of... Oh, that's kind of a gross feeling, but... <laughs> it is. Boundaries kind of are a gross feeling. Well, I mean, it feels good, but yeah. also... It's hard. It's weird, too, because I feel like in the last maybe five years, mm-hmm. and I could be totally wrong, but... The talk of boundaries has come up more in, I feel like, in the last year of my life mm-hmm. than ever. It almost just was, like, something that you didn't put a word on. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was more just, like, either a good feeling or a, an awkward or weird feeling. Yeah. Never really given a name. Right. Or, like, that we put the boundary name with that feeling. Right. Like, they were just kind of not associated. We weren't, like, aware of what we were doing mm-hmm. was... Creating boundaries for ourselves yeah. and for others. Yeah. And or of, not. Lack or not. of. Or, yeah. or lack or, yeah. of. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Absolutely. And I think that both of our journeys with an obsession, I would probably call it, with counseling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> therapy. Yes. We kind of have a mild obsession with it, which I love. It's a healthy obsession. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's kind of funny because it's therapy. Yeah. A healthy addiction to figuring out what's going on with ourselves. And through that, we've followed some amazing women who are counselors online, which we'll talk about later. Or we can talk about it now. I was going to say, might as well mention them now. Yeah. That way, if people want to follow them, they can. Because you will literally not regret. Literally life-changing. So the first one is Sit With Wit is her Instagram account, and her name is Whitney Goodman. Um, Her little bio says, Radically Honest Psychotherapist. I write about trauma, relationships, and chronic illness. So this woman has beautiful Instagram posts. And let me find... Oh, golly. She... A good one. Like talking about boundaries, she puts words to the feelings it's so she does it's like just the best examples of um like any yeah any issue that you're having like and she had some really great ones before the holidays too yeah I felt like like how to address boundaries with family members yeah absolutely oh here's a great one um, some guidelines and reminders for interacting with people on the internet. This is definitely kind of goes into oh, like our yeah. social media too. So um, you are allowed to unfollow or block anyone. Huge. Um, there's a real person behind that account. You don't know everything about them. Um, relationships are built over time. Don't make comments about children. <laughs> Hello. Um, examine the content before accepting it as absolute. Share only what you want to be public. Yeah. That's huge. I think 
that very first one is really hard for me. You're allowed to unfollow or block anyone. Oh my god. Because I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. Right. They, would they even know that I unfollowed or blocked him? Well, if if I blocked him, yeah. But I literally, for the past few years, would follow people just because they followed me. Yeah. And I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. But it's like, ultimately, I really don't, it's not that I don't care what you post, but it doesn't serve me in any way. And I'm, mm-hmm. then I'm spending more time on Instagram or more time scrolling. I don't, like, yeah. I have no reason yeah. for you to, to follow you. Right. No, it's, like, become one of my favorite buttons. Yes. And the mute oh, on Instagram. Bless. You can mute their posts and stories. So, like, if it's could be anybody it could be a family member that you don't necessarily want to see like a you know not you know it could be anybody yeah anything that's triggering yeah or like yeah people you work with that you don't want to not interact with necessarily or anybody yeah I love it I absolutely I've done it with mutual friends who are still friends with an ex-boyfriend yep and he will randomly be in pictures and I'm like, I don't need, I don't care to see that person. I'm still friends with our mutual friend, Mm -hmm. love you and respect you, but I don't need to see that stuff on my feed. Yeah. Mute. Yeah. Mute. It's not serving. (laughs) Unfollow. And still love you, support you from, on your own journey from afar. Yeah. But yeah. Or like people that you're, that you aren't friends with anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a really hard thing for me to do, mm. was unfriend those people. But it would it would be a triggering thing for me. Every time I would see them, I would get my feelings hurt. I would feel some sort of anxiety. Yeah. I, you know, my stomach would hurt. Yeah. It's just like, why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah. I mean, luckily, I've grown some balls. I don't know if you can say that, but grown some balls. <laughs> you can and, say whatever you want. I mean... <laughs> And unfollowed those people, but it's like, Mm -hmm. because life, I guess, is too short. Why am I sitting around staring at their stuff? Right. What am I trying to think I'm a martyr or something? No. Yeah. That, I think, was a huge thing for me, too, is not, is kind of changing my Instagram, because it's the social media I use the most, Mm -hmm. to following, like, just kind of going through, like, a cleanse of, like, people that I don't need to follow like you said like just because they were following me I kind of like go through this thing on social media like if I would not approach you in person I don't need to follow you on Instagram or on Facebook that's good you know and like whenever people's birthdays come up I'm like if I saw you in the grocery store and wouldn't say hi because I don't know you that well yeah then we don't need to be friends on social media you don't need to see my stuff Mm -hmm. I don't need to be invited into that inner circle that you're putting out there for the world to see I just don't care to see it yeah well I feel like that's with snapchat the Mm. most weird people Uh like the most right not weird but like the just most random people Uh will add add me on snapchat or whatever it's like i feel like snapchat is the most intimate yeah and maybe maybe other people don't feel the same but sure i i have like a handful of friends on snap but the amount of people that try to friend yeah on snap i just think it's kind of weird yeah 
I don't know. Yeah. It is it is interesting, especially when you are very particular about what you put out there. Seeing what other people post too. It's kind of the hot like like head, like palm face moment mm-hmm. of like why? Yeah. Why are you putting that out there for the but well, hey, whatever, like it's your social media, like you can do whatever you want, you know. Yeah. It's a free world. So like go for it. But it's just interesting. Um, okay, the other social media oh, person yeah. that we love is, well, you love, I was just introduced to this oh. 10 minutes ago, is Jordan Pickle Counseling. Her last name is P-I-C-K-E-L-L. We think it's Pickle. We could be wrong. It could, could be, be Pickle. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, girl. Sorry if we're wrong. We just yeah. like your content. Oh my goodness. So her bio says, find the healing you are looking for. Registered clinical counselor and trauma therapist in Vancouver. And she has some really gold posts as well. We found some good ones. I think I saved a few that I really liked. Um, Her most recent says, Being empathetic doesn't mean you are an open vessel for other people's intense emotion and energies practice energetic boundaries so good and then it goes through some signs you might need stronger energetic boundaries um yeah really also very very interesting interesting content very helpful i'm gonna see which one i just saved on here because i really liked it I always forget how to do that. I think you have to go to your main. Saved. Yes. Yeah. I'm like always saving things and then I can never figure out how to get there. Okay. Grandma's first Instagram account. Literally. Oh my goodness. Okay. Two good ones that I love. Um, when setting a boundary, you don't need to smooth over the tension. You don't need to protect people from feeling uncomfortable. It makes sense for people to feel bad and weird when they have crossed a line. Yeah. Holy crap, that's amazing. My roommate Melanie and I literally talked about that this week. Really? Yes. So, little throwback of when I crossed a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Melanie is a child life specialist. I obviously am a nurse. Melanie and I are in a lot of procedures together. Mm-hmm. She makes my job easy. Or, <laughs> than it is. Um... Mel and I were taking care of this kid. We both had been working with him a lot with coping and because we were consistent caregivers for him, we were going to do a painful procedure. And part of Mel's job is literally to help the child cope Mm. with the procedure. Mm -hmm. But me wanting to take care of everyone, wanting to make sure no one is ever hurting, wanting to, Mm -hmm. you know, be the one who makes it better. Yeah. I, like, took personal offense Mm -hmm. to Melanie doing her job. And this is when we first started working together, so it's been a Mm -hmm. few years now. Mm -hmm. But, so Mel told the kid, you know, my job in this is to make sure that you are safe, to Mm -hmm. make sure that you have control in this, and to get you through this procedure. I don't know if that's exactly what she said, but basically that's what she does. And I... 
this is like baby nurse in me, but literally looked at her in the room and I was like, well, that's my job too. Right. And Melanie's comment was not to offend me. It Melanie's was not com- taking away from you yeah. and your job. Like, right. it's not about me, yeah. but I made it about me. <laughs> right. And took offense to that, which she, her, that comment had nothing to do with me. That comment is literally her job description. Right. And she kind of, like, looked at me and was like, well, yeah, but, uh, and so then she's like, we can talk after this. (laughs) Right. So we get the procedure done, whatever, and I'm, like, kind of offended. I'm like, Mm -hmm. like, you're supposed to be my friend and you're telling this kid, like, basically it's I'm the bad guy job and yeah, yeah. right it's and a, yeah when no, really it had not... nothing to do with that yeah so <laughs> Mel and I were we were um thinking back to this the other day talking about how Mel could set a boundary with someone else and I mm-hmm. I remember us having this conversation after mm-hmm. and she said Lexi like me telling the child what my job is that that was not at all to take away from you in this situation right like yes you are part of this and you are the one doing the procedure but that is literally my job is to help the child cope during to help blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. so basically Mm -hmm. she had to set that boundary with me of okay Lexi like yes you want to be a nurse that all the kids love yeah. But that's not always your job in these in these procedures. Like your job is to get the procedure done and my job is to help them through it. Right. And I was like, damn, that's true. Yeah. She's literally telling me her job description and my job description and right. there's just facts behind that. There's yeah. no there's no personal like right. jabbing in that. And so yeah. when we talked about it the other day when we were discussing like how she could set this boundary with another uh-huh. person. I was like, you know, Mel, you remember <laughs> how, you know, yeah. she goes, yeah, when we had that conflict with the boundary, I was like, yeah, and remember how uncomfortable I was? And I was like, boundaries are not meant to make people feel comfortable. They are not. Yeah. It is if when they you, have crossed exactly. a line. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I said, in that moment, I crossed a line. Mm-hmm. And I needed to realize my my place in that situation. Right. And I was taking away from your job yeah and she's like oh I hate I when, know when that's confrontational like right. and yeah. it is and it's uncomfortable for both I think when you're figuring out like we are right now and you probably constantly are because your relationships with people are changing yeah and you're meeting new people all the time that it's hard to one set a boundary for yourself. Oh my gosh, yeah. To and hold yourself accountable to that and then again explain that to another person who's doesn't necessarily isn't meeting you where you're at mm-hmm. or doesn't, you know. But again, it's not your job. It's not our job setting the boundary to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah. And kind of going off of that on the other end, Like, we may feel a certain way about other people's boundaries. Yeah. And we we may not necessarily agree with any of that. And we may feel like they're being unreasonable or they're... That's not the healthiest way to do it. And we would do it differently. Or I disagree. 
or they're taking it too far, Mm -hmm. but we still have to respect other people's boundaries, even when it's annoying or hurtful or seemingly unreasonable. And that's also another post by Miss Pickle. Pickle. Um, Once again, we are not sure. (laughs) We're not sure. But we support you. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it, it's almost like, I want them to respect my boundary, but then mm-hmm. if another person has a boundary, like it says on that post, like mm-hmm. that we don't understand, we're like, oh, well, I don't understand why they would right. do that or yeah. why they're acting like that. Or, Absolutely. You know, it's, I don't know. I feel like hopefully in 2020, we are going about making a more mentally and emotionally supportive, like heart in everybody yeah you know I just feel like I don't know it just and it's like you know boundaries then give you the freedom to explore other things and like you can build a deeper relationship with someone when you know and respect their boundaries and they know and respect yours Mm -hmm. then yeah I feel like that just creates a standard of mutual respect Mm -hmm. and love for each other that then you can have, you know, I feel like then you can have the difficult conversation with Mel and Mm -hmm. that, you know, you guys have still been friends and that was, like, three years ago. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's funny, too, like, you're learning how to do that with other people and, like, in friendships and in relationships, but then in the last year, I feel like, we have had to learn our own personal boundaries mm-hmm. as well of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I really wanted to go to your show the other night. Yeah. And I was feeling so guilty and almost to the point of tears. I called you mm-hmm. and was so upset mm-hmm. and I wanted to go, but I had all these other factors like mm-hmm. against me. Like I worked the next morning early. We were supposed to have an ice storm. The people yeah. that were going to go with me couldn't go anymore. Mm-hmm. And what I really needed to notice was like, okay, I am feeling like I need to stay home, Mm -hmm. but I am more worried about how it will affect you Mm -hmm. than how it will affect me. And then I stayed home and I was asleep by nine o'clock. I needed to set that boundary because I was exhausted. Yeah. I just worked seven days in a row between the two jobs. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes we even kind of get okay at identifying other people's boundaries within doing yeah. it's hard to recognize your own yeah or put your own in place yeah absolutely absolutely and it would have made it much more difficult for you if I would have been like yeah I am disappointed that you're not there which I wasn't you know every everybody bailed that night <laughs> Okay, well, it was like the ice apocalypse. It was. 2020. And absolutely. And I was, I kept telling people who were like texting me and like, I just don't think I can come. Like, please don't hate me. You'd be upset. I was like, guys, if I didn't have to work, I would not be out in this weather. Like, I understand. Like, am I sad that you're not there? Of course. I miss you and I love you and I want you to be there because it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. But do I understand a million percent? Because I also would love to be in my PJs mm-hmm. and chilling at home, not worried about leaving a bar at 3 o'clock in the morning with an ice storm Yeah, going on, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. So it was like, yeah. And 
it's so funny too because that night they announced that we're going to be doing this residency once a month Mm -hmm. so it's like everybody like there will be so many more opportunities for that fun evening to happen yep in the future when it's safe or in the summer when weather doesn't matter you know yeah Yeah. true Mm -hmm. well should we talk about those boundary setting like I guess boundaries of Mm -hmm. how we can better set these for ourselves how they had them like the different um like things you can say or um different feelings you know when we that we saw on both of their instagrams oh um, just different ways to go about setting those yes let me see because it's so uncomfortable like we said it really is not meant to be it really is um if I could have got the words out that would have been easier for you to understand (laughs) no it's okay it's okay I know what you're trying I understand now um I wish I had a good one from it that because she does really good um like side by side by side this is what you may be saying this is what you could say that will make that easier I know there was one while you're looking one that I read on the Jordan um pickle peckle not sure pickle account Uh I'm just gonna stop saying her last name yeah um that she had that was when you're dealing with um friends family members anyone really but it was around the holidays that she posted it, oh. and it was just a bunch of different reactions of um, all just different statements that you could say to either change your subject or deflect the conversation or mm. set your boundary like right then and there. And it was just things as simple as I'll let you know if I want to talk about that. Mm. Um, I'm not really comfortable talking about that right now. Yeah. Um, that is not something that I want to discuss with you. So if my mind changes, I'll let you know. Just really simple things that yeah, it's not. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. Yeah, we or what you said about how it was, how it could be cool. You know, setting batteries could be cool in this article. How they were all talking about. Oh yes. Oh, I love that example. This woman was talking about setting boundaries with her girlfriends. She did not feel comfortable talking about her and her husband's sex life. And her, she was like, you know, I love my friends. I love hanging out with them. Like, we have a great time when we're together. And after a glass of wine or two, the conversation might turn towards our sex lives with our partners and I don't feel comfortable divulging that information so when asked something she would say oh girl you know I tell you anything but I just don't talk about that it's my thing yeah like making it her thing then took the pressure off the conversation and didn't make her friends feel uncomfortable like oh we crossed a line Mm -hmm. now the conversation's awkward how do we move on from here? And she was casual about it, but also set the standard of like, no, I'm not talking about it. It makes me uncomfortable. But she did it in a very nuanced way. 
And I think you and I were also talking in that same article how they say by setting a boundary sometimes in that relaxed of a way, mm-hmm. once you get once you have to do it more and more often, it yeah. kind of becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. Um that depending on how someone responds to you setting your boundary, you mm-hmm. can kind of figure out if you have conflict in the future, mm-hmm. how they're going to respond mm-hmm. to that conflict resolution, yeah. which yeah. I thought was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if you tell someone that makes me uncomfortable and they immediately become defensive, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, now I kind of know that I probably don't want to trust you with, like, some of my inner secrets or, like, stuff that's going on with me. I won't feel... The most comfortable to go straight to you, girl, because you were kind of rude when I was doing something that's really healthy for me, actually. Yeah. Versus someone who either apologizes for crossing your line or, you know, completely understands that builds that openness for you to have a deeper relationship and like, oh, I can trust you because you respect me Mm -hmm. right away. With something that is not easy for me to say. Yeah. And I think that, I think we'll see friendships change Mm -hmm. as people become more open and feeling comfortable with boundaries because for so long, I feel like friendships have been defined by how much you can tell the person. Mm -hmm. And as people practice, boundaries more Mm -hmm. it's like well I guess I don't have to tell you everything in my deepest darkest secrets for you to be my friend or you know so that that's even something that I've learned in the past year Mm -hmm. like okay I'm catching up with this friend I don't need to tell them everything that has gone on with me in the last six months yeah for them to feel close to me right yeah no absolutely and I think for me kind of Right now, it's a big thing with um, work because I work. I don't do. I don't have a normal nine to five, so my schedule is often. Sometimes I'll get a text from somebody that I work with at like nine o'clock at night regarding work mm-hmm. and something that's going on, and it's like in the normal quote unquote business world, people who have a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. It would be inappropriate for your boss to text you at 9 p.m. Oh, that's true, yeah. You know, so I'm kind of, like, working on that, setting that boundary that, like, after a certain time in the day, I'm not available for work things mm-hmm. or for something that, you know, if unless it's an emergency, like, it can wait until tomorrow. Like, I don't need to make myself available to people 24-7. Yeah. You know, and that's been hard for me because I want, I'm a people pleaser and I want people to be happy with my performance and how I'm doing. And I want to feel, I think I've gotten like professionalism and like being on the ball mixed up with being too available. Oh, yeah. In my head, you know? Yeah. I like, I'm working on like setting that like boundary of like after. I don't know, when I'm having dinner and afterwards, like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that kind of thing because I don't need to. It's not necessary. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the same, like, with even my work email. It's, like, yeah. very 
not encrypted, but we have to have like a special app on our phone to be able to get the mm. work email mm-hmm. because a lot of the stuff can be um, HIPAA violation that if yeah. someone got into the email. Yeah. And so we have to have like this special security app. Well, so you have to go through all the security to get the email on your phone. And I just didn't do it mm-hmm. when normally, you know, I'd want to be deleting emails as soon as they came if they're going to clutter my box. Right. But I just didn't get it on my phone. And mm-hmm. I think that has been one of like the best boundary setting things I could have done because it's not readily available to me on my phone. If I want to check my email, I'm going to have to get on my laptop set the privacy code so that I can get into it Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. so now I just really don't even check my email at home and I only see it when I'm inpatient yeah which has been really helpful with setting boundaries with the families and like getting updates on my kids yeah you know for some reason there would be a restricted visitor or something like that you know it's it's a little bit of a healthier option for me I feel like because boundaries are hard for me when it comes to the kids totally so absolutely I've had to learn that the hard way (laughs) you know it's hard because like we have the parents who Mm -hmm. you know their kid gets better after being there for a long time Mm -hmm. and then they're still going to be a chronic patient but they're going to be out for a long time of Mm -hmm. at home and the parents will request us and be like I miss you guys you know we miss our people and you so badly like want to be chummy with them and mm-hmm. be friends with them but really you did it's... that with everybody oh my gosh mm-hmm. like it would never end yeah and then there's no separation absolutely and it's hard to you know with even with my roommates all three of us work on the same floor at the same mm-hmm. hospital mm-hmm. two of us work in the same job yeah so it's like we really have had to We'll talk about work for a little bit, you know, when somebody gets home, say, like, they're the only one that works that day, or, like, we'll talk on the way home, but then otherwise, yeah, we kind of just... Turn it off. Try to turn it off, yeah. You have to for your, yeah, mental health. Yeah. You can't think about the same thing all the time. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with kids who are sick. Yeah. And, and no, hard. it's not a HIPAA violation because we are the only three that work in the house. <laughs> And live in the house. Just putting it out there. Yeah, didn't Nobody break Nobody else rules. is around. It's only with people who know about the case. Yeah, it's literally the three of us living there. Yeah. So, yeah. Just before somebody wants to... Unless Frankie the Frenchie's God. chipped. Yeah. I mean, she is, but only for location oh, right, purposes. Right. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, okay. Well, speaking of, like, mm. the social media aspect. Yes. You showed me that hilarious quote oh i love it in in this this article yeah it literally says if your (laughs) parents rented a billboard to let everyone know that you were potty trained that would have been weird it would have been hella weird but we post about stuff like that all the time don't get me wrong i love the baby updates on people's yeah stuff Mm -hmm. but like sometimes the sharing that people do it's like you need a little bit of boundary yeah built 100 percent little bit 100% like you why why <laughs> I just and I'm trying hard to not be judgmental because it's like it's yours at the end of the day it's your social media you can do whatever you want and should I be upset about it no but it's kind of like why do we feel like we have to post about everything 
Yeah, and I'm I'm guilty of it to an extent. I love to share. Well, yeah, I love to share, and I like to document the places that I go. Yeah, but that's and different. That's, it is different. It's not like you know we're. I don't know. I feel like our parents' age. Sorry, but I feel like a lot of our parents' age, they share everything. Yes. Like, Jackie Ralph is a Facebook queen. She is a Facebook queen. She absolutely is. I'm not saying she shares dirty laundry or anything, but she is a Facebook queen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just feel like... Yeah. Our generation has been having good intention behind it. I feel like we've gone but, through the cycle. Yeah. We started, I mean, realistically, we were on Facebook when it was, like, invented. Mm-hmm. So we've been, th- like, pretty close thereafter. Mm-hmm. So we've gone through and posted out the wazoo mm-hmm. when we were in middle school and high school. And looking back now... Like, I sometimes cringe so hard when it's like, seven years ago, you posted this. And I'm like, why did the world need to know that I was sick that day and I was thinking about him? Like, ew. (laughs) Or when mine every other week said, is grounded. Yeah. Don't don't call and text. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, oh my God. All these things are like, there's so many like funny, like, and it's, it's endearing. It's kind of like a diary of like little girl stuff. But at the same time, it's like, did the world need to see that? No. Uh Uh-uh. No, they did not. Remember like how you could do hot or not? You could like put your picture on and Facebook would rate you. Like that's terrible. I remember... That's awful. I'm, you know, I like talk shit about our parents, but I remember <laughs> actually I posted a hot or not finally because oh my God, yeah. all oh, these I'm people sure were. I did. And yeah. so I was like, fine, I'm going to do it. I was yeah. like shy, but I wanted to see what I would get. Yeah. And then I got a good number. So I posted it. And so yeah. one day my parents were like, okay, we're going to sit down and we are going to look at your Facebook Let's all together. Right. Yeah. Let's, and I feel like that's a, good thing for them to do yeah that was good on them to be like okay you're what 15 (laughs) yeah like let's talk about what we're sharing with the world like so many silly things yeah and I think (sighs) now that you know people are getting a lot more tech savvy you really have to be careful about what you post because somebody can always turn it around I've had it happen to me Mm -hmm. like yeah. Somebody, even if you have the best intention, it can be turned around. Yeah. Or, I mean, as simple as, like I was telling you, when I posted that picture of Oakley when she was very first born. Your niece. Yeah. Didn't think anything of it mm-hmm. because she was an infant and she was brand new and I was excited. Yeah. But then my dad had messaged me and he's like, Lexi, she mm-hmm. is not wrapped in a blanket and she's naked. Right. Like, you need to take that off. Her yeah. little bottom. Yeah. Like, is showing. Yeah. Like, the front bottom. Right. Okay, let's... The vagina. It was showing. <laughs> and so, I'm like, ew, I want my kids to use the correct terms. Right. Um, <laughs> sane, sane nursing. Um, but, you know, and that was completely innocent. Yeah. But looking back on it, gosh. Your intention was innocent. Yeah, but yes. if, it, if I wasn't her aunt... Right. Oh, my God, yeah. 
And now we're like, okay, what would she, how would she view that? Like, she had no say Mm -mm. in the matter. And, yeah, I think that that is definitely a conversation I've had to have with my mom about posting certain things. And I think that it's, you know, it's your privacy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and now she's not on social media really at all because she kind of hates it now. Yeah. But it's just, it is. And we're both doing work where our social media has to be pretty private. And it's still, like you said, can get turned around. Like our audience, we have a a perception that our audience is positive because of the likes and comments, but it's genuinely can not also be like yeah. there's you know which we don't see that thankfully yeah um and so yeah you I think it's just just good to be mindful yeah and I I was I was talking to some people that I know that also work in healthcare and mm-hmm. I feel like in this day and age of you know, Facebook and Instagram, you, like, want to be friends on everything with the people that you know, and really, like, it's, it's not a bad thing, but it's almost like you still need to go, we, like, kind of get the lines grayed of, like, oh, this person is, like, my superior, maybe I shouldn't be friends with them on Mm -hmm. social media, Mm -hmm. but we so easily, you know, oh, we're friends in person, so here, let me be your friend on here, but Also, it's like I've kind of had to learn, you know, this is a boundary that I'm going to set for myself and it's nothing against you, but I'm kind of reevaluating my my current boundaries and this needs to change for me. So it's your social media. Yeah. And so now I'm not I'm not friends with any superiors on social media and it's not that I'm doing anything wrong. No, that I want to hide from them because that was my first thought was like, oh my gosh, someone's going to think I'm doing something wrong. Well, yeah. Lexi, if it's a boundary, you just shut the hell up. And just, yeah, right. It feels better. You sleep better at night and that's all that matters. Yeah. That is a boundary that I am setting mm-hmm. to keep that relationship professional. Right. Yeah. If I'm supposed to respect you and see it, see you as a superior, we really shouldn't be friends chumming on, it on yeah. Facebook exactly. and yeah. Instagram and snap and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so that that's been a hard one for me this year yeah yeah absolutely again this is not easy yeah this is not (laughs) this feels gross most of the time it's confrontation in a different way Mm -hmm. and neither of us are confrontational people yeah necessarily so it's yeah but it feels good when you do get it done mm-hmm. you know yeah what else did we say um um decisions for us and not for other people <laughs> your face it's so true like the whole thing is just I'm i just wish like... everybody could have seen your like eyes right now you were like <laughs> on this verge of like I'm like, wow, yeah. It's just, <laughs> my mind is blown. I mean, it's just so true. The The whole thing is, just feels gross. And you do it for yourself. And mm-hmm. then you can always go back and, you know, at counseling. Or 
she has really helped me set boundaries. And then she's like, you know, as behavior starts to change, you can modify those boundaries. Boundaries don't yeah. have to be in Concrete. cinder blocks. Yeah. yeah. They oh can, my God. They can be modified, but they need totally. to be respected first before they can be modified. Totally. So. Yeah. And what I loved, I mean, about that article too, just kind of circling back a little bit was like I feel like there's especially in the performing world there's a there's a lot of very outgoing people mm-hmm. and people who were kind of trained to share who we are, what we do, hear all my talents on social media as like a marketing tool. Oh yeah. But then there's also like that line of meeting people and they just like I mean we all know people who you the first five minutes you met them and they told you their, like, entire life story. You're it's like, overwhelming. Oh, my God. It's like being handed the responsibility of something that you never asked for. Like, mm-hmm. I did not invite that. I did not need to know that. And then you're expected to, most of the time, keep it safe because exactly. they shared it with you. Or right. you feel the need to share, too. Right. Yeah, that's the big thing is, yeah, feeling like, oh, you shared very intimate details about your life and I just met you like Mm -hmm. in a friend or a professional work setting and even in like a relationship too like getting to know somebody and they're like I don't know it's just it's a line it's a boundary and kind of stepping back and it's okay to not share you don't have to appease somebody else and if they take offense to that, maybe they should and listen to what they're putting out there in the world. You know? Evaluate their boundaries. Yeah. Evaluate why am I sharing all this with somebody that I just met. Is that necessary? Yeah. Well, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. You know, tell it to your therapist. Tell it to your priest. Tell it to your mom. You know, your dog. Your dog, yeah. To your journal. To your journal. That's a healthy way of coping. Yeah. Journaling's hard, though, setting time aside. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, friends, speaking of time, did we cover all that we wanted to cover? Um, I think so. The only other point we had up on here was growing up in a small community and meeting people who believe differently. Mm. which goes with boundaries and like also just learning I guess well every time we go home you have to keep the boundary of not falling back into the person that you were when you still lived in that house Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you are part of that family you are still the same person but you are not the child that you were when you left that house right oh my god and thank God. Thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's a hard boundary. And my my parents say it all the time. They're like, we know you've been living on your own for like yep. a long time now, but it's just hard not to ask you like where you're going when you leave the house or yeah, like when you're home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like to ask you why you're doing something it just feels natural when you're in this house absolutely absolutely I was home for Christmas and my mom was talking to my sister and they were talking about something that I was doing and 
my mom literally was like, oh, well, you know, we drive her crazy. And I was like, you don't drive me crazy. I, I, it is an adjustment. I'm used to being by myself for the majority of the time living wise. Yeah. I live by myself. Yeah. And so it is an adjustment when you go from living with one person to living with six again. Yes. So, no, you don't drive me crazy. It's kind of overstimulating. It absolutely 100% is. And I am one of those people who needs alone time to recharge. Mm -hmm. I know that about myself. That is a boundary. Like, I... And part of the reasons why I live by myself, because I just know that about me. And I... Also, growing up in a small town was always very uncomfortable with a lot of people being in my business. Mm Mm-hmm. And knowing everything about me. And I think that that sometimes in a much different sense, but also that's how it can feel, you know, mm-hmm. is that you're immediately surrounded by people 24-7. Yes. And we're with them from as soon as we wake up until we go to bed. And it feels selfish to want to get alone time when you're surrounded by people who you love And you don't get to spend every day with them. And you want to spend that quality time with them. But, yeah, I think that's where she was coming from. What she meant by. She could sense my sense of, like, a little bit of, um, what's the right word? Like, you were kind of on edge? Or (sighs) maybe. I mean, and not, I mean... And I don't want it to make it sound like I. it's hard to be around my family because no, it's not. it's just, it's an adjustment every time. Yeah, it is. From a routine that you have created. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of that too of like, what's going on? What are you doing? Where are you going? Da, da, da. And it's like, I'm just not used to that. Yeah. You know? So. I think. It's funny. That, yeah, that makes sense. And I've gotten so much better at it over the years at least you've gotten better or I feel like at least I'm a lot nicer (laughs) about (laughs) it I think it's realizing those boundaries because like I my family and I have realized that one weekend home for me like getting home Friday and leaving Sunday Mm -hmm. that is a good amount of time for me Mm -hmm. any time longer than that Mm -hmm. I will start to feel on edge and I will start to feel like I need to be by myself yeah and I won't be that fun to be around. Yeah. And right. I, we, you know, yes, it's fun to be with your family, but you start to get on each other's nerves because you're family. Yeah. And routine yeah. is so important. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's important. Yeah. So. No, 100%. It absolutely is. So moral of the story, find out what your boundaries are. Set them. And Big or small. Them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not, it, yeah, it will never be small enough or big enough, I feel like. And your boundaries with different people are going to be so different, too. Yeah. I've experienced that. Oh, my God. Yeah. But. Absolutely. Any closing remarks, friend? (sighs) This is good. This was good. We've been talking about this for a few weeks, so this was good to kind of get out. Yeah, my mind feels more clear. Yeah, definitely therapeutic. Definitely check out those ladies 
on Instagram. So good. Highly, highly recommend. Love them. And just spread some love this week to yourself and to other people. Love it. Love it. Have a good week, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.